Hello, my name is Eileen Wall and I'm Head of Research at SRUC. Work, I've been working with the Scottish Government looking at the genetics of the traits that farmers have been recording on the beef efficiency scheme and beginning to look at developing genetic and genomic evaluations that could be beneficial for farmers by the end of the scheme. Doing genetic evaluations, we need to understand information from three main sources. We need information on the traits that we're interested in improving or related traits. So for example, we wish to improve female fertility of our suckler herd. We need to record information on things like calving interval, age at first calving, number of calves born throughout a cow's lifetime. That will tell us how a cow is performing in terms of the trait of interest, but to understand the genetics of it, we need to relate that to information on how the animals are related in a population. This has traditionally been done largely through pedigree recording um, and pedigree records. So ideally you need information on the, on the dam but also on the dam's daughters and that will give us information on what is the genetic control that can be passed on to the next generation. Genomics gives us information about the genetic makeup of an animal at the DNA level. It uses information from tissue samples as farmers have been recording in the beef, collecting and recording in the beef efficiency scheme, looking at a number of markers across the whole genome of the animal. We can use this information to understand how many places in the genome animals have in common between each other and understand the genetic relationships between animals as well as the genetic control of traits that farmers are recording. There are already genetic evaluations available largely through pedigree breed societies. However, these use maybe only a small proportion of the population data, predominantly data collected from pedigree performance recording systems. And these are looking at generally the relationships between those pedigree animals to so those registered in the pedigree herd. In the beef efficiency scheme, less than 10% of the animals are pedigree registered. So you can imagine that the volume of data that we have has massively increased in comparison to what we may be able to use by just simply looking at pedigree performance recording. One of the issues we have in trying to look at the genetic relationships between animals and commercial crossbred animals in beef is that we do not have information complete on all bits of, on all sires and dams through the national recording systems. One of the objectives of the beef efficiency scheme was to ensure that all calves that were registered onto the scheme had both sire and dam recorded through the British cattle movement survey data that you're required to fill in. So this gives us already a better information on the genetic relationships between animals. On top of that, we've been selecting animals for genotyping, both to help us with our genetic estimation of breeding values 
and also understand better the genetic relationships between animals above and beyond what we can decipher from the British Cattle Movement Survey database. So all in all, we've increased both the volumes of data, the types of traits that we have data on, and our understanding of the genetic relationships between animals so that we begin to look at what drives improvement in these traits, be it genetic or management. So genomics just adds information into our genetic evaluation system that we have. Where genomics benefits and the genotype benefits, we can actually have a, very, a more accurate prediction earlier in an animal's life than we would once we've established the genomic improvement system. But the beef efficiency scheme is not only about potential future genomic improvement programmes, of which we need to collect the data on the scheme to begin to look at it. As the scheme is developed, we've built up three years worth of data on traits that are likely to have genetic components, but are also likely to have major management influences and management solutions to addressing them, as well as future genetic improvement tools. By recording data, farmers can make better decisions by understanding how they're performing year to year in their own system, but also how they benchmark against other systems. And the Beef Efficiency Scheme is providing us a wealth of data to, be to begin to be able to share that information with you. While we're analysing the genomic data and feeding you back genomic results, hopefully later on in the scheme, you'll be able to use this information to make better breeding decisions from bulls you're buying today, but also how you may choose to improve things on your own production system already. Farmers have collected data on nearly half a million calves that have been born in the first three years of the scheme. These were born to over 230,000 dams. So we have information on the dam calving performance and also the calf calving performance and their subsequent growth. Key to this is nearly 12,000 sires have been recorded on, from these calves with an average of just over 35 calves per sire. In the beef efficiency scheme, there's been 78 different breeds and crosses of animals identified, helping us to begin to dissect some of the genetic influences of the traits that have been recorded. However, five breeds dominate this data. So 85% of the calves born were born to either a Charolais, Limousin, Aberdeen Angus, Simmental and Solaires. Of the animals born onto the scheme, we could identify that 11% of them were purebred, meaning 89% of them were crossbred. The first thing that farmers record on calves is the calving event. 86% of the calving events in the beef efficiency scheme were recorded as going without any assistance. Of the calvings that had assistance, 2% of them required veterinary assistance. If your farm is different from these figures, particularly if you have more difficult calvings, you may wish to seek advice about improved management during the calving event, as well as looking to 
the genetics of calving difficulties that may be available on your breed of choice. The calving event also provides information on the dam fertility. Looking at the calving interval can give us an indication of female fertility indicators for farmers. The average calving interval in beef efficiency scheme cows was 405 days. With many beef farmers targeting an annual calving interval, this highlights a need for looking at calving interval across the population and seeing what influences it, be it genetics or management. Beef efficiency scheme farmers have also been recording animal disposals, helping us to understand why animals leave the herd before they could be sold or used for breeding. 7.6% of the calves born under the beef efficiency scheme left before they could be used for the purposes which they were, be it sold for meat or sold or kept for breeding. The average age at which calves left the scheme was 163 days. This represents a major environmental footprint because those animals have been eating and producing methane for that period um, and do not have any value or limited value to the system. The top two reasons for calves leaving herd early was obviously still birth, but bigger than that was pneumonia with a quarter percent of disposals in the beef efficiency scheme being down to pneumonia. There is a range of other health conditions recorded and reported by farmers. And if yours is different or you've got a problem with one particular disease, you should consider looking at health scheme management as well as potential future genetics that could exist for these traits. Beef efficiency farmers have been scoring a lot of information around the calving event as well. This includes performance of the calf in terms of its vigour, as well as the dam docility of, of the cow. Calf vigour is a really important trait to record on animals because the first hour of a calf's life is a key indicator of its future survival. In the beef efficiency scheme, 3.5% of calves born were recorded as being low of vigour. When we looked into these calves, these calves were five times more likely to be disposed of before being sold or used for breeding purposes. This represents a huge waste to the system. After three years, we now have amassed enough data to begin to look at some of the genetics and genomics of traits that farmers have been recording. However, as we've discussed, there is an ability to look at the data and use it already in terms of looking at management interventions you may have if you are below the average for any of the traits that have been recorded. Also, there are genetic evaluations routinely available, be it through your breed society, with various links being sent to you in your update on your performance in the scheme to date, but also on a national database looking at carcass performance and lifetime efficiency. The, these evaluations have been are routinely provided to farmers through Edinburgh Genetic Evaluation Services. The Breed Societies is not the only point of reference for genetic improvement information. Recently, Edinburgh Genetic Evaluation Services, working with AHDB and HCC, as well as input from Scottish Government Research, has developed a national system for carcass trait evaluations. This provides information on a range of breeds, freely available to farmers, updated routinely throughout the year. 
This includes traits like carcass weight, fat and conformation, but also information about age to slaughter. This allows you to begin to look at these traits before we're able to look at the maternal traits through the Beef Efficiency Scheme recorded data. Farmers have been recording nearly 100,000 calf weights a year. We're able to match the information in the Beef Efficiency Scheme to national records through cattle tracing scheme data, but also by working with abattoirs. We've genotyped nearly 70,000 animals. This allows us to begin to generate and understand the genomic and genetics of traits that are important to our beef production systems. When farmers begin to use these tools, it's huge potential to improve profitability as well as greenhouse gas emissions. We've got three years worth of data on some major breeds and crosses in the Scottish data. With a lower proportion of these animals genotyped, we've needed these three years worth of data to begin to explore the genomics and hopefully deliver tools into the fifth and, and towards the end of the scheme. Genomic evaluations are beginning to be used around the world for beef, but this scheme will represent one of the first in the world that uses it on national crossbred recorded data with particular focus on maternal traits. When results in the genomic and genetics analysis of the traits is available, we'll be back to you. In the meantime, please look at the genetic improvement tools available out there if you, have, if you are interested in selecting for traits already, but also look at your data and look at management options as to improve these traits. Thank you.